The following podcast is brought to you by the Village Zendo. For more information, visit villagezendo.org. everyone. It's, uh, it's really a pleasure to see everyone this morning and such a full Zendo at the Village Zendo uh, and those here in the vaults and uh, everyone online in all our different time zones. Uh, here we are all together in this time and yet for some people this time is an earlier time and for some people this time is a later time but we're all together in this time right now. Uh, and it's we, we call it here January 20th. Saturday, January 20th is the, the words we've assigned to this time. And it's a cold Saturday morning. And um, I've said it before, but I'm really struck by the radical nature of what we do when we do this, how revolutionary it is to come together and share observation of our breath uh, this miracle of a human form that we've been gifted with uh, that can take in oxygen and put out carbon dioxide and the fire next to me can take in oxygen. It's, uh, it's kind of just a miracle, really, when you think about it, this time we take to just observe our breath. Uh, and we say our breath, but it's, it's all of our breath, uh, this shared breathing that we have. Uh, and this morning, I was walking up our slight hill to the Zendo. My breath was caught in the air. I could see it right there in front of me. And, you know, to think that it was just that small amount of, you know, uh, condensed, visible air is uh, it's not the truth. It's so much more than that. Each breath, the whole world. So a uh, deep bow of gratitude to everyone who makes this happen to our Shuso, Jakuin, uh, to uh, our Ino, Kojin, and Seiru, uh, the Village Zendo Sangha, our online Sangha, the New Paltz Center folks, and uh, everyone who's come together today to, to partake in this revolutionary, radical act of sharing silence uh, in this moment. So uh, we've been studying Uji, uh, this period, this Ango period, this period of peaceful dwelling. Uji was the uh, fascicle chosen by our Shuso and our abbess to study. Uh, and I think it can seem very daunting at times. Dogen can seem so inaccessible and so poetic and obscure and uh, and just not, not graspable. And uh, I, that was echoed by folks on retreat who came to me in Doksan, not everyone, but many shared, this is so difficult to understand. What is he talking about? What is Dogen talking about? And I, I sometimes feel that way, that I don't have the intellectual acumen to, to take all of this in. And yet more and more, I'm starting to think that perhaps he's not being so poetic and maybe he's just, um, being clear and direct with us. And what he's written is exactly what he means, that it's not hidden in some poetic language that we can't grasp, that we're just not smart enough to understand. He's actually saying it as simply as he can, not being stingy 
with the Dharma at all, not hiding anything, but saying, this is it. Sometimes a 16 foot body, sometimes an eight foot body, sometimes three heads, sometimes eight arms. He's, he's speaking directly to us. It's not hidden. So recently, our abbess and Roshi celebrated a birthday. And I was struck as uh, all the birthday greetings were coming in on our IO list to her that I'm the age now that she was when I met her and I started practicing with her. I was sort of struck like, oh, that those many years have passed. Um, isn't that interesting that uh, when I met Enkyo, I, I, she was the age I am now. Uh, and in that time, many things have happened. I have changed careers and gotten a new career. I met someone and then married him. I've moved five times. I've started school and finished school and started school again and finished school again. Um, I lost good friends and had to say goodbye to them. And uh, I have made new friends and new acquaintances. Sangha members have passed. New Sangha members have joined us. Uh, a lot has happened. And, and there's a thought that, that this time has a linear sort of aspect to it, that that was then, and then this happened, and then this thing happened. And, and there's truth to that. That's absolutely true. Um, you know, there is a linear aspect of time that uh, I was, you know, 30 something and now I'm 50 something. <laughs> uh, it's different. And yet it's also true that it's all right here and all right now happening in this moment, not outside of this moment. Dogen says three heads and eight arms may be yesterday's time. The eight or 16 foot body may be today's time. Yet yesterday and today are both in the moment. When you directly enter the mountains and see thousands and myriads of peaks, yesterday's time and today's time do not go away. Three heads and eight arms move forward as your time being. It looks as if they are far away, but they are here and now. The eight or 16 foot body moves forward as your time being. It looks as if they are, it looks as if it is nearby, but it is act, that it is not nearby, but it is actually here. Thus a pine tree is time, bamboo is time. So perhaps today after a few periods of Zazen, you can appreciate your 16 foot body. You feel large and timeless in your practice, present to this moment. Um, and I hope that's the case for you because it's true. <laughs> it's absolutely true that you possess a 16 foot body and you are timeless in this moment. But it's also maybe true that perhaps um, you are feeling after a few periods of Zazen, the Buddha with knee pain or back pain, the Buddha who is just looking at the Jikido going, why haven't you rung the bell? Oh my gosh, this period is so long. It's taking so much time. And I think we've all experienced time in those different ways, time that feels as if it's standing still, a work day that, that just won't end. You look at the clock and how can it only be 10 after two? It was two o'clock three hours ago. <laughs> uh, and then we've also experienced time moving too quickly. Perhaps we're on a good vacation and we go, oh my gosh, how is it already 
the Saturday, you know, that I have to go home. This time flew having fun. So we can in many different ways. And I was struck by Irene and uh, Saiju's posting on the IO group. If you've saw it, if you haven't, um, get on the IO group and, and find it and look at it. It was a, a uh, slideshow, beautiful, beautiful photos. Uh, and they shared over it uh, a dialogue back and forth, sort of uh, a, a reflection on Uji um, being time with um, Steve Reich's music as well, which always is a favorite of mine. Uh, and uh, it was uh, a lot about streams, streams freezing at the edges, but flowing in the middle. And it struck me, you know, water sometimes still, sometimes moving in all its forms and gas as a solid um, and as a liquid. And Dogen might say gas flowing into water, water flowing into water, gas flowing into gas, ice flowing into ice, ice flowing into water. So things as they are in the state that they are in, not wishing for them to be in another state or striving to be in some other state, but recognizing that the state we are in is perfect. And I remember meeting uh, Roshi in an interview quite some time ago. Uh, I think we were on Varick Street and I was in a state, uh, you know, I don't know, heartbreak, something. I honestly don't remember what it was, but teary and, and very, you know, uh, emotional. And Enkyo Roshi said, how are you right now? And I was struck because my first thought was, well, can't you see? I'm a hot mess. <laughs> what do you mean, how am I right now? I'm, I'm emotional. And she said, no, how are you right now? And I had a chance to look and say, yes, I, I'm heartbroken. Yes, I'm devastated. Yes, I'm all of these things. But I'm also, I'm also okay right now. Right now is actually okay. So we can be filled with strong emotions, but also um, fine with it. So I recognize my story of how I was, was obscuring how I actually was. It was extra. So right now in my life, I feel very, very busy. I feel like I have three heads and I really wish I had eight arms. If I had eight arms, I'd utilize them all fully. Um, but I, I'm busy. I'm uh, doing a grad program, as some of you know, and taking on six grad level credits. And I'm writing, writing, writing in APA format all the time. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to keep the Zen Center going. And I work a full time job. And there's a dog to take care of and a husband to, to try to be present for uh, and kind to <laughs> when I feel this busy. Uh, and this semester, this semester, I'm taking two courses. I'm taking nursing research and teaching theory. And they're both very dry. Um, I can't say they're stimulating in any way. Much of the reading, I read two pages and recognize that my mind has been somewhere else entirely. And I have to go back to the top and go, what did I just read? And reread it over and over and over. But uh, recently, in one of the readings, uh, in my teaching theory, they brought up Heidegger, Martin Heidegger and uh, his book, which is called Being and Time. Uh, I didn't recognize until I did a little research that he actually signed right into the Nazi party as well. I didn't know that until 
afterwards. So that was a bit of a surprise because I was very excited. And then I went, oh, um, maybe I don't need to be so excited about this. Uh, but, you know, 700 years between Dogen and this existentialist German philosopher. And yet they're sort of pointing at the same thing. I can't say I've read Being in Time and that I even understand existentialism fully. Uh, but it seems as if they're pointing uh, in the same direction. And uh, thinking I was so clever, I went, oh, look at this. And of course, a quick Google search showed me about five papers comparing Dogen's Uji to Heidegger's <laughs> being in time. So I went, oh, I'm not as clever as I think I am. But, but don't tell my nursing theory uh, teacher, because I'm definitely going to try to present myself as a genius in this course, for sure. Um, so, you know, while Dogen may seem inaccessible, this like 500 page tome of Heidegger's is probably uh, makes it look like uh, the spot run. <laughs> probably a lot easier to wrap your head around. Uh, so in my busyness, I was reminded of a koan that I love. And I think someone just spoke up of this koan recently. So sorry if I'm bringing it up again. but. Yunyan was sweeping the ground, and Dawu came by and saw him and said, too busy. And Yunyan said, there is someone who isn't busy. And Dawu said, if that is so, then there's a second moon. And Yunyan held up the broom he was sweeping with and said, which moon is this? So we've had quite a bit of snow uh, here in New Paltz, probably a little bit more than you've had in the city. Um, and uh, as our driveway here is quite long, uh, we have to have it plowed. So we've hired a new plowing company as I was displeased with our last plow guy who tore our driveway up quite a bit. But uh, I, I think it's, uh, this company has done the same. So it's a losing battle when you have gravel driveway, it just gets torn up by plows. But uh, they've plowed our small little parking spot between some trees where we parked for the Zendo got plowed in. It was a great place to push all the snow from the driveway. So I can't really fault the plow driver, but I recognized on Wednesday, oh, it's my responsibility if people are coming to sit tonight to go shovel that out and clear out uh, a space for cars to park. And so I gotten up to the Zendo and was surprised by how much snow there actually was. And it was, the sun had barely come up. I knew I had to get to work but I also had to make it so that uh, people could come and sit that evening. And so while I was shoveling away, stories came up. Um, this sucks. This is too much. Why do I have to do this? I wish it was another time. I wish it was spring and then I wouldn't have to shovel. Um, uh, you know, there were all the stories that came up. And then I, I looked at my shovel and I said, which moon is this? And I just picked up the next shovel full of snow and I put it to the side. And then I got the next shovel full of snow and I put it to the side. The story was still there. The story was still a little bit like, ugh, shoveling. And yet I could be present for the shoveling. So uh, Dogen says, the time being is entirely actualized without being caught up in nets or cages. Deva kings and heavenly beings appear right and left are the time being of your complete effort right now. The time being of all beings throughout the world in water and on land is just the actualization of your complete effort right now. 
all beings of all kinds in the visible and invisible realms are the time being actualized by your complete effort, flowing due to your complete effort. Closely examine this flowing. Without your complete effort right now, nothing would be actualized. Nothing would flow. So I held my shovel up, like I said, and said, which moon is this? Just shovel, followed by the next shovel. And my opinions were extra. So shoveling is this moment lost, not separate from everything before and not separate from everything yet to come. So are you creating a moon today? Are you closely examining the flowing with your complete effort? I hope so. This is an opportunity to do that when we come together like this. This shovel full of snow, this moment of giving a talk, this 16-foot Buddha, this pain in my knee, we so often add to it. And uh, Dogen in the Genjo Kong states, if you want to experience thusness, practice thusness. Things as they are, just this moment, right here right now. And this right here and right now has room for all the things that preceded it and all the sequela that will come of it. So with that, I will leave you with a short verse uh, I've written about shoveling. A rush to make things right, missing that everything is perfect as it is. Sweeping the drifts of snow away from the temple door does not keep the cold from the soles of my feet. This mind shoveling itself out, making room to park what? What can occupy this space? What vehicle can fill this timeless time? The crackle of the fire calls me back. There is one who is not busy. Just this moon peeking through the clouds. Just this shovel full of snow. Thank you.